0: Coming to you from New York City, this week and every week, it's the Ben Kissel Show.
1: Welcome to the show, everyone. I'm Ben Kissel, as always joined by Mike Coscarelli. Thanks for being here, Mike. All right, today's guest is Nick Vaderat. Nick, Housing Works, it was a great uh, stand-up venue <laughs> in New York City.
0: And Let's talk great... Housing Works. I want to talk about all the shows from you know, 10 years ago.
1: From 10 years ago, Housing Works, it was a bookstore and uh, the proceeds of the show and there were dozens of dollars. Dozens of dollars. Dozens of dollar bills given all went to the homeless. All
0: to the homeless. Right. Uh, you know what? Oh, I want to talk. There's a, so many things I want to talk about. Is this recording? I'll be asking that throughout the podcast. It is, is it recording always, yet?
1: It's always recording. Okay, Nick's can we Batara. erase it? <laughs> we will at the end. Can we erase
0: this at the end? I only do oh, podcasts that we erase at the end.
1: I actually <laughs> love that idea. It's nice. It's it's artistic.
0: <laughs> Just for one person in the
1: studio. It's that's perfect. It. It's, a, it's a good... Uh,
0: Erase it from my memory. I want you to fucking Men in Black. Oh, can I say Men in Black? You can. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Housing. Am I dating myself? I like people that are like like millennials or Uh like uh, Men in Black. uh, And then you're like Men in Black Three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know Men in Black (laughs) Three, but I don't know Men in Black. What is that?
1: I've never heard of that. That That's before my time. Men in Black Three is the only one that matters. Love that. Oh, Um, I don't remember anything because they put that little flash bulb in front of my eyes. uh, Housing works. I'm going to tell you. Was a comedy uh, show. Right. And uh, I was hanging out with a friend, a friend, a fellow comedian and friend. His name is Mark Norman.
0: Mark Norman, hilarious comedian.
1: Great comedian, and he's going to be on the show in the future.
0: Oh wait, oh, that'll be a good one. You know what? If you're, don't listen to this one, listen to that one. That's right. going to be a hot
1: one. That's going to be a couple weeks. Hot from pod. Now. Hot, hot pod. Hot pod. Hot,
0: hot pod. Hot pod. I don't. Why did he say it's a hot pod?
1: Nick but- Vatterott took the stage. And uh, he did his routine. Nick, you did your routine. I did my routine. That you did on the Jimmy Fallon show. That's right.
0: Jimmy Fallon. Uh... uh uh, Famous personality.
1: Famous personality, a great musician, and uh, really talented at his Neil Young impression.
0: Charming. It doesn't get more charming than Jimmy Fallon.
1: He's going to make it one day.
0: One day he'll be big, yeah. He'll get called to the couch on The Tonight Show.
1: Nick is on stage, and he's doing this bit where he hits himself with the microphone. He pretends to lose his place uh, within the set. He forgets his jokes. He's sweating bullets. Everyone looks uncomfortable, including Nick Vatterot himself. (laughs) And I'm looking at Mark Norman. We're in the back of Housing Works, which means by the side so the audience could still see us. There was not a green room. No. And we look at each other, and we're like, oh, my God, this dude is bombing.
0: This is one (laughs) of the worst
1: bombs I've ever seen. Has he ever done stand-up before? (laughs) And then I I look to my left, and I see on the table Nick's notebook. Every single moment of his (laughs) eight-minute bit of awkward tension, of random fumbling, bumbling, is written down perfectly in his notebook, and I looked at Mark and I said, "Oh, he's not a bad comedian; he's a genius." And at that point, we realized that we were watching something great. And then, of course, at the end of the bit, the big reveal—you uh, whipped out a uh, an extremely large piece of paper. It must have been, what do you think, 15 feet? It's about 15 feet long. It's about 15 feet, not an exaggeration, and it breaks down every single uh, mistake that he made in his act Um, that was something that uh, Mark and I were privy to before the audience because we got to see the joke book. You are... uh That is courageous, to go on stage and sit in uncomfortable tension, but know, but know that you're in control, and know that you're going to get the audience out of that uncomfortable tension, but they don't know that's going to happen. They don't know there's going to be a big release. When did you learn, when did you get the ability, because this is the most difficult thing for stand-up comedians to learn, is sitting in silence, (laughs) sitting in uncomfortable silence, and having people stare at you as if you're the Antichrist.
0: You sit in enough silence, you get used to it. Absolutely. You know? It's like uh, just, just pain, you know. Where, stick- what was the inspiration for this? Was it because
1: it's very Andy Kaufman esque? Although I don't think you've been nominated for the Andy Kaufman Award because that goes for
0: uh, to people who are aren't talented. <laughs> <laughs> Most awards go to people that aren't talented. Oh, okay. I think in general, in, in yeah, every yeah, yeah. facet of everything, um, I you know I I it originally stemmed from me watching comedians get their set list out all the time on right. stage. That's what it, that's what it stemmed from.
1: And this is that Janine Garofalo, which you know, and this is not a diss on Janine. No. And I don't think she would care if I dissed her because she doesn't know who I am. But that was a very uh, popular thing in the mid '90s, early 2000s with the comedy, uh, the,
0: the the pulp comic, sure. Uh, pulp type com- thing. Comics, yeah. uh, you know it almost Janine. Almost, you know, at least she's forthright, front about it. Like she has it out there from the get go. I it got to me. I remember I was watching one night in Chicago, and this guy's on stage, and he's like, "You know what happens every every time I pull onto the highway. Every time I pull on the highway, I always think the same thing. You pull on the highway, you try to merge, and I always think the same thing every time. I always think I uh, and then he like sort of lost his place, yeah. and he couldn't remember, and then he had to get out his Piece of paper to see what he thinks every time. It's like, right, well, right, you obviously right. don't think it every time. Imagine you're pulling onto the highway right now, and I and this killed me. He had to pull out his paper to see what he thinks every time. Is this a pet peeve of yours when people pull out the notebooks? I
1: know we had Ben Kronberg on last episode, and he does the notebook thing, and he, I mean, but he doesn't. He does it very, very well, and it, sure. it plays well to his style.
0: You but, know. Dion Cole was a hilarious comic uh, in Chicago that would like he w- you know he'd have his like notebook out and he would he would do jokes and when it didn't go a- anything less than killing because that dude would just kill every time right but he would have jo- any joke that was like less than killing because he would try new stuff he would just like slowly cross it out yeah, yeah and yeah, that yeah, was yeah. which he wound up doing uh, when we did mashup I think he did that bit on mashup too where he would just like do a bit and then cross it out what's or, mashup uh, comedy Central it was like a sketch improv hybrid show that did uh, one season I think you can find it on Hulu Plus, uh, or you know, clips on Comedy Central's website. But he would do that. You know, even on TV, he still did the bit where he would like do a bit. and He'd circle it if it went well, or cross it out if it didn't. If less than, right. but that was half the joke, crossing it out. It was so funny. I think if you use it as a comedic device, it's fine. You know, right? It, it's part of the comedy. It should heighten the comedy. And, and and I don't really have any issue. You want to? The, the problem is uh, with getting out the notebook. Is uh, if you use it as part of your act, part of your persona, part of uh, if it heightens the comedy, that's fine. Right. It, I, I think it's uh it for the most part it doesn't take away from comedy uh but it never unless it's like Dion Cole or Kronberg, it's you know it's, it's his you know personality on stage you know if right. it, if it doesn't heighten your comedy then why do it you know com- comedians are always like what why don't people treat us like we're a performance what you wouldn't talk at a theater yeah but the right. actors wouldn't get their scripts out halfway through the set you know halfway through the, the play either you know if you want to get the audience to convince them it's a performance you gotta Treat it like it's a performance, you know? Right, 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 right. I mean, that being said, like, now that I've I sort of, like, made fun of it and everything, I like, sometimes I'm just, I, I'll get a notebook out. Now, I didn't do it for years because I was so adamantly against it. And now yeah. sometimes I'll go to a show and I'm like, I don't know, there's nothing in it that I really, really want to talk about that night. So I'll fucking, I'll write down, like, 30 things on a notebook. And I'll just on stage. I'll just pick which because I only have time for about seven or eight. Right. So right, I'll just right. sort of like pick what I want to talk about in the moment on stage, and that's that's fun for me. And then I'll do it. At, I'll do it at like open mics or just you know show like you know just kind of like workshop shows. Yeah. And uh, and that's fun to kind of like dance around and, and bounce from bit to bit. Right. But I definitely know it's not like the if I I should be better prepared. You know. Right. But it, right. But sometimes I'm like it's Sometimes it's fun to just kind of like uh, what are like instead of sitting there and like oh what's this act. Sometimes you ever like you like this is the act I'm going to do, and then you get there and you're like mm, this joke isn't gonna work. and no This, way, this yeah. doesn't work with this, and this crowd's not gonna into this type of thing. And it's fun to have like 30 things to be like, all right, what what? I'm just gonna pick and play from this, and that's you know. So I'll do that now, and I used to not do that. I got no nothing against, but like, but I don't know. Some people use it well, as a crutch. Right. You look like a plumber, and you have an everyman
1: look to you. <laughs> but uh, you have the. You're but you're a genius and your brain, uh, you're so unbelievably creative, when did you find your thoughts, when did you express a thought as a kid, and uh, you did it verbally, and then you realized, oh, no one else thinks like this.
0: Nobody Uh, else thinks like me. Being made fun of constantly. Oh, was that Uh, I think that might be uh, a a hint that no one else is on board. (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
1: what were you made fun uh, fun of for? I was always made fun of because... uh, my family was just totally insane. I had foster brothers and sisters. Yeah. And then my older brothers with their uh, interesting musical tastes. And th- I was the only kid in sixth grade who would talk about RuPaul. And I didn't <laughs> know that that was like odd. <laughs> and everyone was just like, I think you're gay. And I was like, absolutely not. She's gorgeous. <laughs> you know? <laughs>
0: Everybody, you never... She has a beautiful penis.
1: Yeah. Well, I, oh my God. I'm in even love want with to... her penis. I talk about it on stage every now and again. I had a, a couple of controversial evenings thinking about Miss Rue.
0: I had. A, well, I remember I was watching hard copy like in sixth grade, oh, yeah. and it was like this. They did one of those like girl, hot girl walking along the beach, and it was like panning up from her legs up to the top. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, you know, and I was like, getting aroused by it in sixth grade, and it was like Daniel had a sex change, oh, and I was shit. like, what? I got harder to do. Well, that's the thing. These kids. <laughs> Nowadays, they have no these
1: children now. Liberal America. Liberal.
0: It's time to take America back.
1: Take it back from who? From what? Liberal America. <laughs> um, back in my day, in our day, of course, the internet was just in its uh, infancy. It was mm-hmm. a little baby. It was, it was just
0: these, an old calculator on somebody's desk,
1: pretty much, and it said boobs. <laughs> and uh, but the the you know, oftentimes you would load a picture up, and uh, you know, you'd get to the tits, and then by the time it would get down to the. Uh, to the uh, growing area, yeah. there would be nothing but balls and a, and a hairy dick. It's the worst, and it it's was awful because you were ha- you were halfway uh, to finishing up. What was one of the what What were you made fun of mostly as a child? For me, it was always size and just being overall strange.
0: Maybe it was a size and strange thing. I was I was the opposite size of you. I'm a tiny guy. Well, what are you now? You're five ten, 5'10"? 5'10", going on 5'1". Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, I'm shrinking as it goes. Yeah, yeah good, I've good. My uh, I'm regressing now. Um, yeah, I don't know. You know, I just I think uh I don't know. I don't know. You know, I was just I think I was just awkward kid and uh yeah. and, and but I don't know. I think maybe I always thought that my sense of humor uh, evolved from uh sort of just like evolution in nature Wanting to, uh, is that my microphone going out or my headphone going out? You guys can hear me fine. I'm taking the microphone. I'm taking the headphones off, guys. No headphones. Look at this. I can't hear what I'm saying. Um, But I think, like, uh, I think sense of humor uh, uh, for me evolved from trying to uh, find, I wasn't great at sports. Right. You know, that seemed to be the thing that, like, bonded a lot of, you know, kids, you know. (laughs) Uh, And so I think sense of humor just evolved from, like, well, I gotta, I think I I remember. I remember, like in, I remember one time they did a thing where like kids on both sides. It was like you'd have like sixty kids and they would divide up into thirty on thirty soccer. Right, right. right. And I, I remember, and we play on this uh, asphalt parking lot, Saint uh, Joe's Grade School, and uh, and I remember like thirty. The, the kids they 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 pick thirty and then they pick thirty and I was the last kid left. Right. And they were like, uh, and they're like, well, we don't want them. And they're like, well, we don't want them. And I was as a kid, I remember being like. I'll be the it's, guest referee. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> can I be the corner kick ref? Um, I I uh, I'll I'll keep stoppage time. Uh, <laughs> and I remember just like as a kid, I was like, come on, it's thirty on thirty. Right. Like, like I am no, I have no uh, impact on on who wins or loses. Right. But I remember like it was so awkward to have thirty kids and then thirty. Ki- That's like a twelve minute process of picking teams. It's a lot, yeah. And like and they were like, mm, he's so bad, he's gonna influence these thirty on our side. Right. And uh, Uh, And I remember, like being, like Sam being, like uh, I was just kidding. I didn't want to play anyway. And all the kids laughed, and it like it it made that moment not as bad, at least in that moment. And I feel like that's like the first time I remember of like making kids laugh. I was like, well, okay, when I make a joke, they don't hate me as much.
1: Right, 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 right.
0: (laughs) So I feel like that's where like the sense of humor sort of uh, arose from, and that's where I I think that was that was like my survival skill to get by.
1: Absolutely, it's so key, Michelle Obama.
0: Hilarious. She is, she is hilarious she is hilarious she uh,
1: obviously she pushes the uh the health for children very very much and she you know the get fit campaigns and this is very good and they are cutting gym classes around uh the country because of budget issues and whatnot but i am actually going to stay uh say state a controversial oh boy controversial opinion
0: liberal ben kissel
1: get rid of gym classes I have not one good memory, not one good memory from gym class. I was morbidly obese. I was in seventh grade, and we had to do pull-ups because, you know, everyone was going to become a Marine. Yeah. And uh, Mr. Luchwager, I'll never forget this guy. Always a weird name. Mr. Luchwager, the gym teacher with the ponytail. He wore nothing but, uh, what... But blue um, windbreaker pants. I mean, he was a tyrant of T-shirt
0: a man. tucked into the windbreaker pants, of course, always. And, and why was, do they tuck it? In? It wasn't
1: a T-shirt. It was a, it was a uh, a, a collar <laughs> shirt. You know, the three button <laughs> classic, Mr. casual Lee. up
0: top, uh, gym class down below. I saw him
1: at the bars much much later on. Turns out. A bit of a petter ass, uh, um, not uh, not unexpected. Right. And I'll never forget having to do one pull up, and I couldn't do the pull up, and my friend had to come and grab my legs, and then kind of hoist me up, and everyone just started chanting my name. But it was a uh, extremely embarrassing, and my stomach was showing, and the whole thing was a goddamn
0: nightmare. But doesn't that make you into the person that you are today?
1: I still can't do a pull up, so yeah, <laughs> absolutely.
0: But I mean, like to be to to, to uh, I mean, arguably to not be ridiculed, to not be bullied, to not be you know, I was talking to somebody last night who was homeschooled, and uh, right. I- I- if you want to homeschool your kids, if you've been homeschooled, that's completely fine. I was I...
1: homeschooled for two years. Yeah. It was one of the best two years of my life. I did community theater with my mother.
0: <laughs> I did just plays with uh, the odd couple, with just you and your mom. Yeah, pretty much. The first, Felix. the
1: first thing I was ever cast in uh, was a. I was a tree. I was cast as a tree.
0: <laughs> I uh, think I. I got yeah. cast as a fairy. Hey, all right. Yeah, there we go. And then I quit right beforehand because I was like, I thought it'd be funny to do. And then I got. Uh, the, the, I was being made fun of the other kids in grade school. Yeah. And I was like, this is turned from we thought it was funny that I was fair. I was like, mm, I think everyone's making fun of me now. <laughs> I so think I was so. like, I'm yeah.
1: not doing it. Yeah. Uh, but you're but, saying with being bullied.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know, I think like, I think home, you, you can teach your kids, uh, you can give them uh, arguably a better education by homeschooling them. But there's just, you can't teach social you know, survival, you know, you can't teach like, you know, relating to other kids and other people and what it's like. And, 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 and be, you know, when you're like, you're not, you're never, well, hopefully you're not being bullied by the, you know, your mom. I mean,
1: she's got to give you the full experience.
0: So (laughs) she has to be your best friend, (laughs) your bully.
1: (laughs) You have to break up with her at some point. You when You put her in
0: the, She books you in the hallway. Just slams all your books out of your hand. She and has like, to get ready for the real world, Ben. That'll um, be perfect. That would that
1: would train them well.
0: That's. I mean, I feel like because I mean to to, to to think that everyone loves you and that everyone like right. wants the best for you and and will support you is is uh, is ludicrous. And you you can't you need to. I think that's what that's what public or you know or, or just school. You know, being in school like teaches yeah. uh, people to have to deal with
1: Did you go to, uh, you said St. Joe's, right? Yeah, yeah, Did you go to Catholic uh, school throughout? Catholic
0: grade school, Jesuit high school. Ooh.
1: Oh, yeah, Jesuit,
0: the real deal. I went to- All uh, guys.
1: Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Mm, Well, not my kind of porno. (laughs) But, uh, I was homeschooled from first to uh, third grade because I got kicked out of kindergarten because Mrs. Van Order didn't necessarily appreciate my humorous antics. In
0: kindergarten? Yeah. Like, what's a Ben Kissel humorous antic from, from K? Literally just telling her that she was wrong. Uh, ah. <laughs> that was it because she was
1: constantly wrong and i'm like okay please uh mrs van order your life is over and your husband
0: hates you i love the last names of your school
1: it's all real yeah, yeah. mrs van order i'll never forget it she made me cry on a daily basis she, and there was this kid named ryan who was the uh he was the star of the classroom she loved him and he used to do things that were wrong and i would get blamed for him and i'll never forget him for it and i hope he dies but anyway i'm over it
0: <laughs> sounds and, like you are yeah yeah Then from
1: one to third grade from first to third grade i was homeschooled and then from third grade to fifth grade this is very exciting stuff i like it i went to an evangelical school <whistles> where it was uh, i got spankings oh yeah yeah by a, a mr c Kush was his again name.
0: i think you're making these names up i this swear month.
1: to god it's all real they're and all
0: it- two words put together
1: it's wisconsin yeah and
0: my and then my science teacher mrs basket party
1: yep yeah, basket i love mrs basket party <laughs> uh Go back and listen to a couple of roundtable of gentlemen's ago. I talked about a teacher named Shane Totten. He was a total nightmare. He <laughs> was teacher of the year like multiple times over, but I didn't like him very much. And, uh, yeah, so I went to evangelical school. I got spankings on a regular basis because, again, I was a bit of a, um, I was a, bit of a person who believed in evolution
0: oh, at a young
1: age, and that wasn't acceptable. No. And then, of course, my parents... Uh, got liberal enough to send me to a Catholic school, which is an interesting upbringing. I like, I, I don't mind Catholic school. What was your experience like? Was it a super strict one? Was it full nunnery? Was there a suit involved? Did you have to wear there a was kind of dress?
0: nuns. Uh, there was, uh, I was mostly just teach, you know, or just regular teachers, probably just trying to find a job. I don't even know how Christian yeah. a lot of those teachers were. Not you know? at all. I think they just wanted a job. And uh, I think it's weird talking, you know, I, I get in conversations with uh, a lot of my family is like super Christian and Conservative and Republican and stuff, and they come from the school of thought of of uh, well, you know, they they took the Bible out of school. That's why we have such a you know lack of morality in our country. Because right. if if we would if we didn't take the Bible out of school, then there there wouldn't be such a morality problem. Mm-hmm. But what's weird to me is that like I, I talked to a lot of of you know people that have gone to Christian schools, and I went to Christian school, and. Uh, <laughs> they were just, you know, I mean, I was a shitty kid. I was I was shitty to, you know, people were shitty to me. I was shitty to other people. How were you shitty to other people? I don't know. I, I think I, like, I definitely made fun of other kids, you, you know? To. I mean, I was just as, you know, your kids, everyone's kids, you know? Yeah. Like, I got, I harbor no ill will to, to, to people that were shitty to me and I hope I hope people that I was shitty to are over it as well, you know. But that's just I what kids so. kids are just shitty to each other. You right. know, and and to think that there that doesn't happen in Christian school is, you know, I, I mean I, I I learned to be racist from my Christian grade school, you know, I, I,
1: I, how'd you learn to be racist from your Christian ga- uh, grade, sc- grade school? Racist jokes, you know,
0: like the, sure. the, the street jokes that kids tell each other. I didn't know that these jokes were funny. I didn't know, like, right. you know, whatever jokes that we tell each other. Like, I, th- I would never come up with the idea on my own to to make fun of an ethnicity or right. a, a sexuality or a gender until other Christian kids in my Christian grade school like told these jokes, and I was taught, oh, this is this this type of people is a punchline. This type of person's a punch Line. And I didn't know that until, like... I probably like still, you know, like uh didn't didn't like squeeze that out of my, you know, personality until I finally left Christian World and like interacted with other people from other ethnicities and sexualities and, and yeah. was like, "Oh, why would I make fun of these are friends of mine? Why these jokes, these even though they're just street jokes? It's uh I can't tell them." Uh but like when you're like in an all white Christian school, yeah, you know, it's like and and they they were like mean jokes. Conversely, my friends that went to public school, didn't, I mean, I'm sure they did, but they were like, they didn't tell us, they they had like friends from all a very diverse group of friends. Right, they, right. I don't think they told those jokes as much, you know. Also like Yeah, probably not. I mean, why would they? They would be hurting their friends' feelings. Exactly. Not exactly. Good to do. But but you know, but we were taught we had a religion class every day. How were we mean to other people when right. we were have this morality, this morality that people want in school every day? It didn't really take, the you The one know?
1: interesting thing about growing up extremely religious is that you deal with life and death uh, life and death issues pretty much as soon as you get out of the womb uh my parents were extremely pro-life so i know about abortion i've known about i've been reading abortion pamphlets since i was three years old and i was just like i was just in there and uh i talk about it on stage um it's very bizarre that is one interesting thing about growing up religious though is that it does make you ask the tough questions the large questions about the universe and the world and who am i and what's time is you know is it real like they get into their uh they get into their philosophy and uh, they indoctrinate you very, very young. Is that something that if you would ever have a kid, mm-hmm. the one thing about religion, it does give structure. It does lead to um, questions. Sure. And, uh, and often, you know, when you have a question and you're looking for the answer, that's, you know, that's, that's the, um, the answer isn't, isn't – uh, it's not usually what the ca- Christian church wants you to find. The answer, whatever whatever the question is, you know. Okay, yeah. Um, it, you you end up usually just being like, well, I'm going to go do heroin, right? You know, what was the thing growing up? Are, are you happy that you grew up in such a religious, uh,
0: with a religious home? Were your parents super religious? Listen, yeah, they you know my my parents were religious, and, and and also they thought they were doing. You know, they wanted. I don't think. Uh, you ever see that Freakonomics uh, movie? I saw the movie,
1: and I saw the book cover, and it makes me hungry every time. Right. Because there's that? an apple, but then it's an orange on the
0: inside. The world's I thought it was about cool fruit, and I it's know. not. No.
1: <laughs> and it's kind of like a fun name, and then you read it, yeah. and you're like, snooze. Right. A bit of a bore, but I loved it.
0: Yeah, but, uh, yeah that's why I watched the movie, because they cut it together, and they got some good directors in there. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. But you know, they talk about, like, what's the best Does your name affect you know your child you know they have all these different examples and then i think the conclusion they come to is like the name you give your kid doesn't matter but if you're a parent that like wants that you even think of like, if you're even thinking like, oh, does my name I give my child affect them? You know, what's the best name I could give them to give them the best opportunities in life and everything? If you're even a parent that thinks that, then your kid's in the right direction. It doesn't uh. matter what you name them. If you're a parent that doesn't even think about that, then if you're a parent that you're just trying to give your child the best and putting thought into it, then that's the most important thing, you know? And so I,
1: regardless of what that turns into. Yeah.
0: yeah. And I, I think my parents sent me to Christian school because they were like, they thought that was the best. Thing for me, you know, and they thought that was the best, op- you know, to give me the best opportunity, the best uh, uh, being taught right and wrong, and all that stuff. You right, know? right. And so that's fine. And it, I just—it's so weird in hindsight. In grade school, we—I uh, learned to steal from other kids. You know, we were stealing gotcha. all the time. We yeah. stole. We went shoplifting. We uh, we stole. Well, we, we stole hood ornaments off cars. We stole. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went through a phase where we stole. You know, on on tires. There's like a little like a screw thing you put over the We stole those for some reason. Yeah. I, I can't imagine why. It's uh, just
1: kind of fun to have them around. It
0: was just like they yeah. were like trophies of just running around the neighborhood and stealing shit. And we like vandalized and we did all this terrible Can shit. You- and I, I had them all these public school friends cuz I had a group of private school friends and, and, a, and a group of public school friends. And my public school friends when I would be like they'd be like what do you want to do? I was like, "Hey, let's go st- steal hood ornaments." They were like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. like they weren't into stealing at all. You know, and it, and I was like, well, it's so weird, you know, that like this, uh, you know, that like these people who aren't being, these kids aren't being taught morality, have no, they have, it's almost like that, was, what's that Billy Joel song? We yeah. Didn't Start the Fire? Uh, yeah. No, no the uh, it was, uh, but the Catholic and girls stopped much too late, you know? I think it's that one, yeah. it's uh, That's We Didn't Start the Fire, right? Which one? Only the, Only good, day, the yeah. good
1: die young, which isn't actually
0: true. But uh, he's talking. He met, there's some lyric in there where he's just talking about. I think he references that, like when you're a pent up, like you're just told to be good. There's a part where you're just like, ah, right. you just want to like go and do destructive stuff, I guess, or, or break all the rules because the rules are shoved down your throat so right. much, you know? And in
1: public school, you get to kind of figure that stuff on your own. Yeah. It's not the Ten Commandments aren't on the wall. Yeah, I mean, I I'm totally agree. It's funny that you bring that up. We used to vandalize uh, many, many things and uh, steal thousands of dollars worth of cigarettes and uh, yeah. we solely, me and my friend Jared, are the reason that most gas stations in Stevens Point, <laughs> uh, Wisconsin, have, ga- uh, have cameras now. Um, but can you imagine getting away with that stuff now. Uh you can't do it anymore. All the cameras everywhere. Right. These kids I mean, you hear about stories of children getting uh, you know, uh twelve years old getting put in jail for a week at a time for random petty theft. I mean, you know, right. it's just dip it's much more Much more difficult to get away with very, very fun acts of vandalism.
0: You'd have to, you'd have to be more into disguises now. I think, yeah. Which I I wish I would have, you know, started doing disguises as a kid. That would have uh, been an interesting. I would have made it more fun. Put a wig on. I. The thing about stealing is not so much that I wanted the hood ornament or I wanted the weird things that you put on the, the tire. Uh, valve uh it's it's it was the excitement of sneaking around and trying right. to it was the closest to it was like a bank heist. Did you, you know? sneak out at night a lot? Um I did it like once or twice. Uh yeah. but most of the time I was like <laughs> now what?
1: Yeah. There's <laughs> not really anything to do. Favorite memory of sneaking out. We used to sneak out all the time. My friend Matt uh one night he um, because he wanted to, to not to not miss the sneak out, he set his alarm clock. Uh-huh. But he ended up uh, sneaking out a little bit earlier than he thought he was going to. And sure enough, around 3 o'clock in the morning, his mother is over at my house screaming, ah. and she was very upset because <laughs> he let his alarm go off. And then, of course, she woke up, and she's like, where's Matt? And then she tracked him down to so me. So his
0: alarm went off after he left?
1: Yeah, because the jackass, <laughs> he said it all wrong. <laughs> but we used to do very, very fun things. My favorite prank we ever did, First, we would get naked a lot. All of my friends, we would just run around naked. I had yeah. no idea what we were doing.
0: Yeah, because um, you don't know. You you want to do something crazy, but you don't you don't know what to do. Right. So that sounds like a crazy thing.
1: We uh, uprooted all the mailboxes in uh, in a neighborhood, <laughs> and we moved them one house down. That's hilarious. And it was my favorite joke we've ever that's played. Really funny. But now you realize in hindsight that's a felony, like oh, thirty yeah. times over. Yeah. You know, yeah, and for now, ki- now by. Exactly, and now kids would get in much much more trouble for doing something like that. But of course, we also didn't have cameras where we could film it because there were my. Nude ass would be all over the goddamn right. internet if I was a kid nowadays. It'd be ridiculous. And
0: genitalia recognition software would oh notice your God. genitalia, match yep. it up to you.
1: Yeah, my, my penis looks just like Robert Durst. So it'd be like, <laughs> is that Robert Durst. Spelling Beverly wrong. Um, I love Robert Durst.
0: I uh he's uh yeah, hottest celebrity of the week, right? He is, he's huge. Hottest celebrity of the week. Getting a lot of buzz about this guy. Oscar buzz about yeah. this guy. Um what, uh, when we, when did you, because you, so when you're being, ra- you didn't challenge, you, could, you when you're brought up, and this is the craziest thing about religion is that like, that I don't understand why everybody doesn't see this. Uh, right. But, uh, you know, you, you everyone believes what they were taught.
1: <laughs> you yeah, know, like, pretty
0: much. like, like, I'd say, like, a large percent of the world believes can't believe that other people believe these other religions. Yet, at the same right. time, everyone believes what they were taught as a kid, and then, they, oh yeah. you know, and you're like, well, the only reason you believe that is because you were taught that as a kid, and you're mad at this other religion, but they were taught that when they were kids, and the and differences, that's just all it is.
1: the differences are so unbelievably small. All the major Abrahamic religions, right? Uh, you know, they all stem from Abraham. I mean, they, these are they're yeah. extremely similar. They all
0: believe in angels. They all believe in my. Michael as an archangel. Oh, I
1: love Michael, and I love John Travolta. Ah! Oh
0: my Oh, a go- smoking, uh, yeah. smoking, dancing. Don't give it. But angel. speaking
1: of religion, you know, I watched that Scientology Going Clear documentary, and it's right. the exact same thing. And once right. the people got out of it, it's funny because you watch these fifty-year-old men who seem extremely rational, um, if not, uh, if not overly confident in their intelligence. Right. And they're utterly embarrassed because they fell for. A scheme a, a, it's not a Ponzi scheme. Right. It's a uh, I don't even, it's a pyramid scheme. A yeah, bit. it, yeah, it's it just, is.
0: It's a big pyramid. That's scheme.
1: all that it is. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, it was very physically abusive. If you worse than seen. improv. Worse. Oh my God. Worse, worse
0: than a pyramid scheme known as improvisational comedy classes.
1: That's right. If you're in, if you want to come to New York City. And be an improviser. Take a couple of classes, but don't get caught up in the class system. Otherwise, uh, you're you're just wasting money, and the entire thing's a lie.
0: Take a class so you can learn improv. So you can become a teacher. So you can teach a class to mm. people who can learn improv to become a teacher to teach people to become improvisers. And, the,
1: you're, and then you're telling me I'll make fifteen grand a year?
0: <laughs> what? And a chance to be on extra on an episode of a lottery commercial? Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> Maybe
1: even the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, something like that.
0: What? Uh, when did you? But, right. When, when did you? Like challenge When did you start going uh, Okay I assume that you were You believed at one point how would you not? No, I never did. I never. You never, did. never believed was,
1: yourself. Did you believe? Absolutely. Okay.
0: As a kid, I have no other frame of reference. I mean, I, I'm told these are English words. You know, right? If someone tells me table is the word for a table, I'm not going to go like, is it though? You know, like I'm just accept that as that these are f- vegetables are what I'm supposed to eat. I I need to brush my right. teeth. These are things that I'm taught. I don't challenge them. I just accept. I take them as I accept them. Well, and, I always and-
1: brush my teeth with broccoli. <laughs> um, I, I just I, I I cut out the middle man. Get that toothbrush out of here. It's a poison. And a toxin, and there's fluoride in the water. Right, liberal America.
0: Liberal, take America back.
1: No, I never believed it, but I did enjoy it because you when never you're believed six, it. No, because as I, it I, like a like a first grader, you challenged it. I knew it was nonsense from moment one because it, it just didn't. It didn't. No, for me, it was well. I wanted to make my mother happy, mm-hmm. and I wanted to make my dad not physically abuse me. And in order to do that, you had to, uh, you know, do biblical things. Right. My family was extremely evangelical. My okay. it was a it was cult. Like I was born into a I was born in beautiful Fargo, North Dakota. It's oh, about the size yeah. of Montana, and there's only six hundred thousand people in it because it is terrible, um, <laughs> except for the Native American population out there. Uh, hello, um, and I was born into a cult called Daystar. It was called Daystar, wow. and it was in Fargo, North Dakota. And my mother left when I was, we left when I was two years old. My older brother was four, and my other brother was six. Okay, And uh, so I don't really have a memory of it. My older brother has a memory of my mother going to the head of this church, and I don't mm. understand how my father would ever let another man control any other finances, yeah. uh, any of their finances, and I don't understand how he would let my mother um, be forced to go and grovel in front of another man. But uh, she, she was crying because she wanted to just buy us ice cream, mm-hmm. and then he ended up giving her the couple of dollars. You know, so we could get ice cream, but they did the whole community pot thing. It was this very interesting time in America in the 60s. Obviously, you had your hippie revolution and you had the uh, the social um, justice Uh, happening on that side, on that front. And it was very liberal and it was very like, you know, dare we say rights for everybody and blacks and whites should be able to get married because it was still illegal in certain states, right? And then in the 70s, it sort of transitioned into this uh, evangelical movement that was ushered in by Jimmy Carter, the little peanut farmer from, you know, I believe it was, uh, what was he, South Carolina, something like that. And uh, so my parents rode that wave. They were on mm-hmm. this evangelical wave from the seventies. It was this massive movement. He was the first evangelical president, Jimmy Carter. My parents right. actually voted for him, and of course that got co-opted by uh, by Reagan and all that stuff. Right. Um, but uh, let's see. He was making fun of me for getting all my diet Dr. Peppers before the show, and now he needs one because he drank his coffee too quick. So, um, so that's that was where my parents. Uh, that's where their frame of mind came from, and they thought they were being like rebellious. You know, that was yes. the irony of these evangelicals. They thought they were being radical. What my, are they
0: rebelling against? just like, they're, like, they're
1: successful parents. My parents were the two people who uh, came from—my my grandfather was successful, and my father's father was successful. My dad's an immigrant from Germany, uh-huh. um, so his father was extremely successful. I always like to say my grandfather, uh, he somehow survived the uh, Holocaust. He was in charge.
0: Kind of a funny he was little German. joke. He, he was, he was on the German side. It's because he was so. in charge. But How does that joke go well? That uh, go it's well? been going really
1: well. Yeah, <laughs> people, are, people are loving it. People love everything I do. But... uh so, yeah, so I was born in that day, star cult because my parents were totally crazy, and I remember having fun with religion. I remember thinking it was a good time, because I went to one of those fire and brimstone churches. Right. You know, so it was like, the Lord's going to come. My mother used to wake me up every single day, and she would say things like, oh, you don't have to go to school today. You never know when the world's going to end. Wow. And then we would just go uh, grocery shopping and things like that. So it was a little bit more extreme, I think, than so the you're average. you're
0: saying they stemmed from this idea of, like, like they stem from this, like, uh, uh, progressive Thought of, of blacks and whites can marry and stuff like that.
1: That's right. So, it's, so, but do they think that gays could marry? Well, my of course now this is a major divide because my parents didn't go to my brother's wedding uh, in 2014.
0: So they're progressive enough to think that that different ethnicities. My can parents marry, go but to not a, progressive enough to think that different sexualities.
1: This is this is where they this is where it ends for them. My parents go to a it's Haitian weird. church in Fort Lauderdale, Florida.
0: It's so like why I don't yeah. It's that's, crazy, that's the, yeah. but
1: I would never say that I bought it hook, line, and sinker. I thought it was fun. Because yeah. it's war, you know, it's like it's violent. Yeah. And if you're a kid, especially a boy, mm-hmm. um, because of the sexism in uh, in the Christian faith and in all religions, it's absolutely phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I remember thinking, I'm so happy I'm not a girl, which is right. not a good thought for a boy to have, <laughs>
0: um, you know, right. because
1: that's just how evangelicals are. You right. know, the woman serves the man and the man's in charge, even right. if he's a moron like my father was.
0: Do you oh, did you uh, did you believe in Santa Claus?
1: I never believe in Santa Claus. You
0: even, you even challenged that as a kid. Easter well, bunny. I just didn't
1: believe in it because my you parents. Believe in birthdays? The thing is, my parents told me that Santa Claus wasn't real. Oh, Jesus, well, of course, yeah. Jesus was the one delivering the gifts. Right. But I was like, Jesus bought me a television. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus, Je- if Jesus really loved me, he wouldn't have gotten me this shitty hovercraft where the battery dies after twenty minutes and it doesn't run on carpet.
0: <laughs> you know, I hate it. Do you remember that hover? Mike,
1: you're, Mike, you're too young to remember. There was these hovercraft. hovercraft. Yeah, there was a hovercraft, and I wanted it so goddamn bad.
0: Oh, I and- think I of- It was like a little cheap toy. It was like a like a remote control. It was
1: fifteen ninety nine, and so right, you right. tell my mother that was cheap. Are you kidding me? And it it went over water
0: to... and land.
1: It didn't even go over a puddle, and it didn't run on carpet. I could only play with it in the uh, in the laundry room, right, right? Because that was yeah, that garage was garage
0: floors exactly. And, that was
1: about it. and then it would run for fifteen minutes. You have to charge it for like seven hours. The whole goddamn <laughs> thing was a nightmare. But I, uh, but no, I mean, but yourself did did you believe in religion at a young age? I did, age?
0: and here's where my my I guess uh, for lack of a better term, faith. Was uh, sh- shooken, shaken, uh, and faith is such a—they—they they get you with that faith thing. Because right. every time you—you—you you, you have a question, they—they they throw faith back at you. They go, "We'll just have faith." Right. And that's that's such a manipulative word when you're like, it's like just trust me, you know? It's like just have faith. It's like, well, how come if God, you know, like if God created everything and everything was part of His own design and, every, and everything was part of His plan, why, why diarrhea? Why, right. why come up? Why do we go diarrhea? And they were like, you just have to have faith that it's a part of something. It's like, yeah, but. F-. So that's yeah. your answer. You can't just say. Just trust me. You know that's like I went that's down. To, I went down to Mexico and uh, and I took like some sort of zipline tour and uh, and I was like, are these uh, how how safe how safe is this thing? Right. Do you have a safety thing. Like I yeah, just trust me. How come that wire is dangling off? Is that that doesn't look tied on right? Just yeah. trust me. It's you're- like well I don't know. It just I can't just trust you. I need some sort of like something's you know valid and and some evidence some oh, substance. Oh
1: absolutely. Well you're gonna end up dying like Owen Hart. If you go down that zipline, Owen Hart, professional wrestler.
0: Zipline accident? You know what happened
1: to him? No. Oh my God. Owen Hart, he was playing a character, I believe it was called the Blue Angel, but Mike, I might be wrong about that. Um, I think he was, I think it was the Blue Angel, but message me and tell me I was, uh, I'm an idiot if I'm wrong. Um, but he didn't want to do it. He's a terrible, uh, he's very frightened of heights. He's supposed to zip line from the top of a, um, from the top of the, uh, you know, arena down to the ring. I think it was a Royal Rumble, maybe a WrestleMania, maybe a Survivor no. Series. Blue Angel. Blue Angel. Yep. Okay. And, uh, so this Vince McMahon, of course, the owner of the WWF at the time, now the WWE, because the World Wildlife Federation won a lawsuit. They shouldn't have won. Right. Um, he falls. He, he so he's about you know twenty feet into his descent. Boom! The thing breaks. He hits. He falls uh, at least you know maybe 50, 60 feet. Uh, hits his chin on the turnbuckle. Uh, snaps his neck, and of course he's just dead uh, in the ring. But man. that is,
0: I not know, you know that,
1: that is yeah oh. very very tragic situation. But that really is it. That so if if you're, Vince McMahon if you're, is just
0: like just trust me. Exactly. Have
1: faith. Vince McMahon is God. He's just like have faith that I'm going to take care of you. It's and like, then,
0: no, I need I need let's you know. Keep, but reinstate, you know, give me something concrete, you know, to right. fucking like uh, believe in. I, I challenged. I asked a lot of questions in grade school. I, you know, they would be like, you know, so like there'd be like a, it's like Noah's Ark. And I was like, so really the entire the entire world just flooded and it was just these two people again and they repopulate everything. Yeah. Well, how? And I had logistical questions about that. Right. And they like, and then David Goliath. It's like he was like a hundred feet tall. And I was like, hold on, I, wait. So there yeah. was one guy that was hundred feet tall. How right. come we don't study about him in any other part of history? That there was this giant man that walked around. You know, like yeah, how yeah, come? yeah, That seems pretty crazy. And like this where is nephilim. this nephilim? Yeah. Yeah, like why is it like how you know were there other people like him? Is like that that this should be in history books, you know? And I'll tell you one thing,
1: Goliath. Right, he's got one of the worst raps in the history of uh, (laughs) uh, uh, of religion. What did Goliath do that was wrong? He did. He was just. He was five foot ten.
0: Everyone else was just, like, 3'11". So he's just a little bit... Just a a little little bit bit bigger. And he
1: didn't want to go fight that day. But he's, like, they just, like, they roll him out. And theoretically, everyone just kind of, like, turns around and runs. And then David shows up with... At this point, what is equivalent of a nuclear weapon? Right. With the slingshot, like no one's ever heard of such an a an unarmed before. man. It's, it is the
0: original was, <laughs> unarmed man attack.
1: David is the original drone. <laughs> he throws out a rocket at Goliath. He's like, "What the fuck, bro?
0: Right? No, right.
1: we're not. We're not in a rock war. All right. of a sudden, you're
0: throwing things with a sling, nonetheless." He didn't
1: what? Goliath never wanted to fight. Yeah. He, big people are peaceful people. Yeah. We right. just want to relax. <laughs> I hated you that. You would have been
0: David back in the day.
1: Well, no, I w- that was one of the things. I always had to play Goliath if there was any sort of reenactment of the Bible, and that's why I sympathized with the character right. so damn much because all these little people are running around throwing random pebbles <laughs> at me.
0: Nightmare. Well, so the so you got all these and I, I question all these stories all the time and I it's was all like, how, 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 how and they go, believe, believe, faith, faith, you just have to believe and go, This has really happened, this is really true, yes, yes. This really happened, this is right. really true, yes, yes, believe, believe. And so finally at one point I mean especially in grade school, uh, grades one through three, you, you, you're kind of you're kind of taught all the stories you know right. and then after three they kind of start over again and they tell you all the stories again the next couple of years and then by the time i get to eighth grade i had been taught every story like four or five times and i'd question all of them every time and by the time i got to eighth grade i was like you know what I believe. I'm, I'm on board. If you say these so, things are true, if you say this all this stuff really happened, then I believe it really happened. In eighth grade, so you were you were a Christian up to that point. And then I go to high school. I go to Jesuit high school, right? Okay. And I take a scripture class. Uh-oh. And uh, sophomore year, my teacher said, uh, he, he was teaching us the Old Testament, and he said in class, he goes... You he told us uh, he goes. You know, a lot of the things that happened in the Old Testament can actually be uh, explained by science and, and logic. Uh, uh, he, he brought up the uh, the instance of uh, Moses wandering through the desert. He right. said that, that God bestowed upon him uh, quail and ma- quail felt you know quail from the sky. Right. and manna would form, and uh, manna is just like bread like substance. Yeah, it was, it was a just, terrible. If if God
1: know. was real, it would have
0: been a burrito or a, right, right, You know, some sort of gordita. Here's crunch. the worst food. Here's just the crust from white bread. That's exactly. all. You Exactly. But you know, but it, you know, there's like these were miracles. God just gave, he just threw quail down from the sky and made manna appear out of nowhere. And my teacher goes, actually, if you go to that part of the world today, quail get disoriented because of the heat or something like that, and they think they're flying towards water, they're flying away from it, and they become so exhausted that they literally fall from the sky. This it is a, this sense. is a okay. occurrence, a phenomena that still happens. Manna, uh, because of the salted, uh, the, the the high salt concentration seas near there, that they actually at night the water would. Uh, uh, there, there would uh, some about the water and the condensation the water would rise and, and, right. and water would sit on rocks and a salted very salty water would sit on rocks maybe the salt was from the rocks or from the water I don't quite Understand it, but regardless, the next day when the uh, uh, when the heat would uh, happen again, the water would dry up and the salt would sort of like cake together and turn to these like little wafers, which is what manna is. Okay. So it's an actual natural occurrence. And I go, wait a minute! I thought this was these were miracles from God. He's like, no. He's like, a lot of the stuff is sort of like based on things and turned into. He's like, they're real He's like, Noah really didn't. You know, th- the whole world didn't really flood. There might have been a flood around that part of the world, and and and, and he's like, and, and he sort of went down and expl. Like and said that all a lot of the stories from the Old Testament are just made up. He's right, right. like Adam and Eve didn't really happen. That's just a story you know he's of like course. he's like he's like all these all these things in the old testament didn't happen They're i mean thank stories. god
1: adam and eve didn't happen it's one of the most right. disgusting incestuous situations <laughs> of all time the <laughs> right. idea that we're just yeah cain yeah.
0: and abel would have had to bang the
1: hell yeah. out of eve on yeah. a daily basis
0: and then they kill the one of the and then they kill one cain of them killed yeah. abel or one yeah. of those people so you got even less other. people in the pool you know so, one of my pet go on okay so uh, uh okay wait, let me hear your pet peeve and i'll get back to my thing go ahead when people,
1: uh, you know, like we're saying, they th- they thank the wrong things. Right. Right? They thank God. I'll never forget, you know, uh, I was at Taco Bell, and this is way back in the day. This is like high school. Right. And my friends started praying, uh, you know, thank you, God, for this. Uh, I forget what Taco Bell was selling at the time. Some uh, Maybe it was a seven-layer burrito. I think the seven-layer burrito was just coming into sure. uh, to okay. Vogue. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I just remember thinking, God had nothing to do with that. <laughs> Thank the Mexican. Thank the cheap labor that allows Taco Bell to get all those tomatoes on your goddamn stupid ass seven layer burrito for sixty seven cents. It's
0: so funny. Like if if everything is part of God's design, He's like, okay, penguins. Well, God loves to use some slave
1: labor on His. That's one of my. That's just one of my many designs.
0: That He does. He's like the seven layer burrito that'll come out around twenty twenty thousand one. That's when when seven layer burritos will be a thing. Right. Like why wait for that long for the seven layer burrito to come out? That's part of His design. It's madness. Um. so I got mad in in, in high school. So I, I raised my hand. I go, so you're telling me that everything in the Old Testament is made up. He's like, yeah, it's all made up. They're just stories to teach lessons. And I go, and I got mad because, like, I spent eight years asking, are these things real? Are these things true? Right. This is all true. This is all true. And they'll go, yes, 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 faith, believe, believe. Yes, it's all true. It's all true. I get to high school. And he's like, nah, it's actually not true. And I go, well, what about the New Testament? He goes, oh, yeah, that's all true. That's all real. I was right. like, you can't fucking do that to me. You can't sit there Because you, you were buying this hook line, yeah. and you, you loved the idea. You can't tell me that the, like. If you had two boxes, all right, right, and one box said Old Testament, one other box said New Testament, and for, for you know 12 you know uh, twelve years or whatever, you, you, you're you telling me th- there's something in this box. There's something under both boxes. There's something under both boxes. Ooh, it? exciting. What yeah. is it? And I go, well, yeah, you believe? He's like, can I see it? No, you just have to believe. You believe. And then all of a sudden, they lift up the Old Testament, and there's nothing under there. Right. I go, what about under that box? Oh, yeah, something's in that one. I'm not going to believe anything's in that box, because you just lied to me for 12 years and told me there was something in that one. Well, That's, that's the- what I got mad about.
1: Right, and that's the same thing with that Going Clear documentary, the Scientology documentary. The final step that you finally get to is that, uh, you know, the final documents that L. Ron Hubbard scribbled down on a piece of it looked to be like uh, J.K. Rowling's when she came up with the Harry Potter series. She wrote it on a series of napkins to begin with, and it looked like a similar situation that Mr. L. Ron Hubbard, which is a fat name and he was a fat man, uh, It looks like the way that he wrote Worst it. Worst mouth well. of all time. Oh, such a bad Worst mouth. Worst mouth. But, you know, you get to the final documents, and it's all about, uh, you know, Zeru or whatever his name, is what's the name of what's the
0: do you remember the volcanoes and the sprites and the uh it's all
1: about uh it's all about a uh an alien named uh something mike if you could find that i would love you forever but people talk about if you would have heard that on day one you would have never bought in never but because you slowly you know it's like a frog it's like a frog in water you know you throw a frog in a boiling pot of water you know what it's going to do jump out but Mm -hmm. you put a frog in some nice cool water turn it on heat Uh, you know, turn that heat on, it'll just slowly boil to death in its sweet bliss, and then you get to eat frog legs if you like frog legs, but that's exactly what religion does. It starts out very relatively
0: innocent. Do you want to hear who Xenu is?
1: Yeah. Yes. Okay,
0: so according to Wikipedia, Xenu, the dictator of the galactic confederacy who 75 (laughs) million years ago brought billions of his people to Earth, then known as Tighek, in a DC-8-like spacecraft... Stacked them around volcanoes and killed them with hydrogen bombs. <laughs> That's the guy. So
1: he's Harry Truman. Is well, that I, what happened? I also yeah. like Galactic Confederacy.
0: <laughs> it sounds like uh, some like large mustached gray uh, oh, uniform yeah. uh, fighting for the right to own slaves. Uh, southern part of the country. Galactic general.
1: Oops. I. Uh, oops, I <laughs> oops. I farted. Oops. I farted. Oops. I. I did. I did a fart in my pants. I must go change pants. Do you think um, the
0: Galactic uh, Confederacy fought the
1: Galactic Union? I hope they did, and I hope the Confederacy won. I And I hope they uh, talk like
0: that, too. I'm here to uh, come I, down and- uh, Let me check my notebook. <laughs> I,
1: I was going down- Galactic Interstate 95.
0: And is, that, is, no, it, is that him doing stand up Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Boo! What, what's the deal with interstellar travel? I mean, you know, Real, yeah. it takes you seven weeks to get where you stay there for three days, you come back seven weeks. Again.
1: I need a vacation from my vacation. <laughs> It's big time. It's big time humor, but it's all the same thing, you know. All yeah. these religions are the exact same. They indoctrinate the exact same way. So it wasn't until high school where your your mind was uh, open to the reality that it's all a bunch of lies. And that's the one yeah. thing. Of, when you do raise your children religious, you are guaranteed to set them up for a situation at one day where they will look you in the eyes and tell them and tell your your kids will never trust you. I, I'll never forget it. The day that I told my father that I'll never trust anything that he said, and I have no respect for his beliefs um i was a freshman in high school my father he had he hit me my dad was an aggressive guy and uh and because he's a german so he was he was nice for a german
0: <laughs> pretty nice uh, yeah. for a german guy pretty
1: nice for <laughs> a german oh i farted let me check my notebook i need a vacation for my vacation um and I looked him in the eyes and I said, first of all, if you ever touch me again, I'll murder you. And I would have killed him. I would have I, – uh, yeah, and then I just – I cut off his head, you know. Right. I, I just You're spelled Beverly wrong, yeah. you know. I would have turned out like Robert Durst. Uh. And uh, and then I was just like, and your religion's bullshit. This is all bullshit. Yeah. I've known it's bullshit forever. Yeah. And I've never um, – the relationship has always been strained because uh, – From that point? From that point, because You don't think it was they strained chose, before that, from well, hitting you. Well, it, no, but that's you don't think not. You do that strained it a little bit? Yeah, you know, I was a big kid. I could, I could take some abuse, <laughs> right. and I certainly was mouthy. I was a mouthy boy myself. Um, but the thing is, my parents have always chosen religion over their children, Okay which is the number one issue that I have with them. That's why they didn't go to my brother's gay wedding. Right. This is why they don't. They choose a mythical Zenu, might as well be Zenu right. character, and this happens, of course, in uh, in the uh, Scientology Church of Scientology as well, where people get disconnected because they're for because somebody. Is a uh, uh, is a, uh, a troubled person or whatever it might be, um, and that's one of the things with religion. If you that's one of the negative things. Is it can really impact your personal relationships with flesh and blood, sure, because yeah, because you believe in this mythical creature.
0: Vince Lombardi uh, said, uh, uh, "God first, family second, Green Bay Packers third.
1: I, I mean, I like I would put Green Bay Packers second, right? Family first.
0: Well, that's weird, but 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 just the God first, family second, and this is this is the problem. You got people that disown right. their kids because they're gay and they feel like God first, family second. I know pe- people are like, "What's wrong with Christianity? Christianity. Listen, I think Christianity. And not
1: just Christianity, all these religions. All these really,
0: I, I think, I'll, I'll say that Christianity, it, 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 I guess it's like communism too in its purest form. It's, there's not a lot wrong with it. Liberal America. Yeah. yeah, of course. You know, yeah, just
1: ask Ted Cruz's father who helped get Castro elected. Right. Let's not oh, talk that about g- that. Well, not even that's elected on the coup. Thing.
0: Yeah. But like Christianity, if you just want to say Christianity, the ideology of, of loving each other and being good to each other and right. keep it at that, There's not, how can you have any problem with that? Sure. That, I mean, that's how Charles Mann. And started as well. <laughs> Right. that's how
1: that's always the the end is always just like but we're gonna love each other We we'll love each other yeah. but it should
0: be love every well and then we're there, it should be love everybody if you want to right. truly really love everybody and accept everybody that's they i got no problem with that ideology it's when you get these humans that uh decide to uh, just sort of dissect that and put in rules and plug rules in there and be like but yeah but uh and butts and you know and be like well you can't uh you can love each other but if you're if you're a homosexual you are a sinner and right that's not a lo- it's like like, well, I, I get so frustrated when it's like I still love them. I just don't accept their idea. It's like you can't like not no. accept somebody and still say you love somebody. It's a
1: it is dare I say it malarkey. Right, it's, it's, a, it's a bunch so of malarkey. It really is insane. Love the sinner and love the sinner, hate the sin. It's like but you're calling it's it a such sin. bullshit. Yeah. there was a there was a person that used to go to my church, and uh, oh my God, what was his name? Tom Tim Gunn. Tim Gunn. And he was a reformed gay. Not the uh, real Tim Gunn. No, different Tim Gunn. Different Tim Gunn. Yeah, 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 yeah. Although he thinks that he's a real Tim Gunn. Uh yeah. Well, I mean <laughs> I think he but they're
0: both real Tim Guns.
1: <laughs> yeah. Tim Gunn was his name. Yeah, I didn't even put that together. <laughs> he went through the uh what Michelle Bachman's husband, uh, Marcus Bachman does, the mm. gay um, you know, therapy, the uh, you know, to make somebody uh not feel the uh Ugh. the urge for penis or vagina. Gross. And uh he ended up marrying a six foot four female, she was a female truck driver who was as butch as they come, and right. she was a former lesbian. Uh, so they put these people together, and I'll never forget it. I'm sure they're divorced. It was the most uncomfortable union I've ever seen in my entire life. But it was, uh, I just remember thinking at a very young age, this is, I must have been nine or 10 years old at this right. point go be gay. Yeah. Get out. What are you doing here? Yeah. The self shame and the self hate that gets, um, you know, constantly laid on these people uh, is really it's it's very very intense and I think it's really damaging to their self-esteem there's no doubt about that
0: oh I mean I mean there's uh, your par- yeah you're t- are you kidding as if as if like you know th- our society doesn't make being gay challenging enough in so many facets you know and and, and feeling unaccepted at, at times by certain people and then your own parents. Yeah, What's, it's just the. Pay- I mean, I think society. You? I would say society in general isn't necessarily. I, I, there's never been a better
1: time to be gay. Oh yeah, um, that's for sure. Um, and but I don't. But then you
0: got the fucking Indiana thing where they. Yeah. I. I. They donated. Is it true? I, I'd have to fact check this, but nine hundred thousand dollars to the Kickstarter of the fucking pizza place that said they wouldn't cater a gay wedding.
1: Yeah, there was a bunch of money that was given to them. Some from a, there was a couple of different gay people that gave to it as well. But you know, that's just. Did they really? Yeah, because. Why? You, well, because they don't want to—basically, the the Freedom of Religion Act should have never been proposed. There is no government that should ever have anything to say with the freedom uh, of religion at all. The whole, the whole right. bill was flawed at the beginning. That's where the conversation needs to start. It was never—no government should ever be doing that at all, regardless if you're for it or against it. Okay. I um, want to talk
0: about this the rel- law, by the way. The
1: religious freedom law is amazing because— right. The, there, it's based on this notion that everybody's Christian, right, in Indiana, because the three people that were majorly behind it, um, behind, um, I, I forget the name, Penn, Pence. Uh, Mike Pence is the governor over there. Okay. And um, it's based on this idea that everyone in, 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 in Indiana is Christian. But in reality, there's a bunch of pockets of uh, very small Wiccan, sure. uh, you know, Hindu. Uh, there's a lot of, uh, you know, Rastafari. So the law is so vague. And I say vague the way that I say vag. And I don't yeah. care. And I'll talk about bagels too. Yeah. Um, don't get me going, Mike. But uh, a lot of Wiccans were actually- Boggles. S- boggles.
0: Uh, <laughs> oh, Boggles yeah. with
1: criamptias. Oh. And so I'm going down Interstate 95. <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, Wiccans were actually arguing that the, they liked the law. For sure. Because theoretically they could have then, under the law, said that bestiality- would sure. be allowed because in Wiccan uh, the belief love is love and there is yep. no such thing as a, uh, you know, bestiality. If you fall in love with a cow, you get to right. you get to keep it. You know, uh, it's like uh, it's it's very interesting. So the law would have led to a marijuana. Sure, you know, if you're a Rastafarian, you could be like, this is my religious right. The law would have led to so much unbelievable legisla- um, um court situations. It would have right. been tied up for years, and it would have just been a total nightmare. But I kind of wish that it would have happened solely for that reason, because I would have loved to see these religious uh, pieces of nonsense uh, usher in bestiality.
0: So, can can I go on a diatribe for a second?
1: Yeah, Mike, what do you want to say?
0: I just want to say, you're talking about the uh, Kickstarter before? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, as of April 2nd, I know that's a couple weeks ago, but whatever, more than $190,000 have been raised in support of Memories Pizza, and that was the pizza place in Walkerton, Indiana. That came under major scrutiny oh, okay. after sharing its religious views uh, and anti-gay views. Memories Pizza, and they you know, and in, in, uh, in their defense, they're not not serving gays. They just said they're not catering gay weddings, which and a lot of people are like they they refuse to serve any gays. It's like well, you know, that's not exactly true. Right. Uh, that being said, like I I'm still theory, You know, like I still think it's equally as offensive to to not. Cater gay weddings to make to go out and, and say that online. I think it's, it's super offensive, but
1: it's just bad for business. But I mean, I will say this: uh, Who's getting their wedding catered by pizza? Well, that's what that's Come
0: what a on. lot of people are saying. Like, who's, Get getting, who's getting pizza at their wedding? Uh, I Pretty I funny. want a Subway party platter, right? If I could for the wedding, honey, that would be great. Which is that's that's the most infuriating part. They should just they, they could have just said, Yeah, we'll cater it. And then they never cater it. Then yeah, that sure. way, they'll never they'll never have to even deal with that because it's never going to come. How many up. times
1: are they catering weddings? Yeah, I've never easy. seen
0: pizza at a wedding. Exactly. Um, okay, so the uh, the Religious and Freedom Act, or is, is that what it is? The, the Religious Freedom Act. Okay, so here's here's what I uh, I I here's what I did a little bit of I, I read up a little bit on. Yeah. It, okay. And because the Republican conservative argument against it is that there's all these other states that have this law, but they've never had one uh, uh, you know, instance of discrimination towards anybody. Okay? Sure. Truly, this pizza place is the only example of discrimination that has really sort of hit the zeitgeist. Uh, uh, you know, It's the yeah. only example that they actually came out and said this. Uh, okay. So I was like, well, that's interesting. Uh, you know, uh, uh, just a... Just a momentary tangent. My issue with that is that like the same people that go, they go, well, we've never had an issue with this. Uh, But uh, these are the same people that stop. uh, So they're going, you're trying to keep something from happening that hasn't happened yet and it would two or three other things would have to happen for this to happen. But they're the same people that they are against a lot of gun laws because, uh, well, I don't want background checks because that means that this other thing, two or three things down the road is going to happen. Or it's another the thing slippery it's, slope
1: argument. Yeah, yeah it's, yeah, it's, it's yeah. Uh,
0: this other instance that's never happened. It's like, well, you, you know, if you're going to say like no instance, this could happen, but no instance of this is ever happening, that's the same thing on the other argument of like these gun laws of where you're saying like, well, no instance of this is ever happening, but that's not enough. This still could happen. That's why I don't want this to happen. Well, I mean,
1: it's, it reminds me of alcoholism. How's that? It, it, to the extent where it's just like, if I have one beer, right. I'm doing cocaine. You know? <laughs> right, know. So right, it's just right. like, no, in reality- You're bro, opening just, up a floodgate. Exactly. Right. Just calm down. Have a beer. You don't have to label yourself an alcoholic. I'm right. sure you can have a beer and you, you're not going to need cocaine. No, I, might I don't
0: cocaine, yeah. That's why people don't like marijuana. They go, well, mar- marijuana will cause cocaine. You're going down too many this things. This is the old argument. Okay, yeah. so I looked up the uh, Religious Freedom Act or whatever, and, and, and I- uh, You know, fact check everything you ever hear anywhere, all right? But what's interesting, unless I say it, the the interesting history behind (laughs) it is uh, yeah, you're right about everything because you have never said anything wrong ever. Perfect. Uh, Thank you. I do believe, uh, and you can fact check this, this is a law that. I believe, was first introduced by Democrats. Okay. Uh, I think in 1991, 92, there's a Democrat In 93,
1: somewhere. Bill Clinton signed a very and, similar provision act, but, uh, but right. it had provisions that made sure that it wouldn't... Um, uh, possibly, uh, you know, uh, discriminated against minority populations.
0: Right, so that's yeah. why, you know, because Hillary Clinton, like, tweeted this thing where she was like, uh, she goes, I can't believe a law like this would ever happen in our day and age. And I was like, yeah, but your husband, like, signed oh, yeah. this law back in the 90s oh, when absolutely. he was president, and you were fine with it back the then. The Defense of
1: Marriage Act is right. under Bill Clinton. He, yeah. ru- he ruined the- uh, Is that right? Oh, yeah. I mean, don't ask, don't tell, uh, which is- a relatively progressive step for the time when the military because before they were asking, and then, of course, if you would tell, you would be out of there. Right. So this was just like, let's not talk about it. Which I guess was a step in the right direction. Certainly not the most liberal president of all time.
0: So it seems that the the originally this law was uh, it was fueled by Native Americans that wanted to smoke peyote, uh, and uh, that was the huge I- impetus. Is that the right no, way to say? Oh, uh, yeah. that's very fun. how that that's this is where this law originally stemmed from. Now uh, what's happened is that like this Democrat introduced law has now the conservatives have sort of taking it over and utilize it. The, the, the issue, with this seems like the major issue with the, so it's true that all these other states have this law? Some do. Some do. I mean, Arkansas was going to put it through, but yeah. then
1: they saw what happened to yeah. Pence and they are like, let's just, I'm going to veto it. Or right. Never, you know, they're not going to, the governor's is going
0: to avoid a bullet so it seems that the 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 major problem so why indiana everyone keeps going the conservatives keep going why indiana why were you guys fine with all these other states but you got mad about indiana well it seems that in the indiana version of this law is different than all the other states because there's like one line in it that allows you to allows businesses to to um use the this act against towards individuals, where in all the others, it was, you use it against the government and other corporations and businesses and Right, stuff and like that's that.
1: why, you know, that's why every single corporation came out against it, and they are like, you're hurting our business, you're totally insane. I mean, Indiana, of course, it couldn't have come at a worse time. They were they were about to uh, host the Final Four and, uh, you right. know, the NCAA Final Four, which is, we can talk about that. That's a whole series And now of Wilco's different- not
0: playing there. Oh
1: my God, Wilco's not going to play I love there. the people
0: taking a stand. They're
1: like, well, okay, yeah. okay, well. Wilco just wanted a day off. He's yeah. like, How, what's What's a good excuse? The uh, pro-gay. Uh, there we go. That'll work.
0: If they got rid of that one line, I I, I think there wouldn't be as big that of That line issue. was put in it's there on It's the purpose. one line where you can use your religious freedom against individuals. This, and again, fact check this, but it seems to be that one line, that line is not in all the other versions of this law, the one that Bill Clinton signed, right, right, all these right. other states have that's signed, the major difference. and that's the big issue. Um,
1: let's get back to talking about you. But yes, um, that is the major difference. and uh, that is It's uh, a slippery slope it's it's a terrible law that should have never been introduced no government should ever have it you can't governments should never get involved in anybody's uh, religious freedoms um, but anyway, so you were in high school, and this is where you <laughs> realized <laughs> that digress. all religion—that all religion was bullshit. When you were yeah. a freshman in high school, and ironically, your scriptures teacher told you that it was all nonsense.
0: Yeah, he told me it was all nonsense. He said, "He goes, yeah, yeah. Old Testament is nonsense. New Testament, no, that's all real." And I was like, "God, you just—you can't. It's the boy who cried wolf. Right, you know, you—you right. you cried wolf to me, and now you're telling me this whole thing is real." Yeah. So that's when I first started being like. I got really annoyed with that. I got yeah, really yeah, it's, it's extremely upsetting. Uh, yeah, I mean, so that was that was my whole thing where I started challenging the idea. I started questioning stuff. That's, right, that was it right, right, right. happened for me. And you're uh, you're Chicago, right? St. Born St. Louis, uh, and then uh, comedically from Chicago. Oh, okay. I, I moved uh, after St. Louis, and went to Columbia, Missouri, uh, University of Missouri, and then I failed out with flying colors. Hey, you we failed out. Say, yeah, yeah. Congrats. Still, I'm on a break. Still, is what I tell people. I'm I'm, still, <laughs> I'm on a twelve year break. Uh, twelve years. I don't know. Uh, That's not bad. What
1: were you going for?
0: Uh, I was trying to get a major in undecided, uh. Uh, and then they said you got to pick something at some point. I did yeah. like a. Uh, uh, this thing called interdisciplinary studies, or where you can kind of like it's sort of a buffet of majors. Right. You're like, uh, Well, I'll have a little bit of communications and let me get a dab of the theater. Get, oh, can I get a scoop of uh, English? Right. And uh, it's all unemployment. Yeah. And it's, yeah, yeah the three worst things you could pick.
1: Um, You and, know, what's, you do a lot of college shows, you go to these uh, universities quite regularly. Sure. What is your perception of the college kids nowadays? I know when I was there. Um, I did end up graduating, but it took me six years, and I'm not proud of that. Um, but uh, the political correctness on college campuses is very intense, and a lot of times it makes doing stand up comedy extremely difficult mm-hmm. because the kids are unbelievably sensitive, and is they're it, so ironically closed minded.
0: I don't. I can't tell if they're sensitive or you know. One thing I, I, I've realized that a lot of the kids that go to college shows. Are underclassmen. That's one thing you have to realize. It's not like you're performing in front of the entire college. Most of the kids I feel are the underclassmen that uh, are still doing cam- campus activities. Right, you right. You know, right. they're living on campus, most of them are in dorms and walk down. Most of the kids, once they get after they're like three or four years, they stop doing college-related functions. You know, right. unless they unless there's a comedian that they actually know and are going to see specifically. You know, uh, I, and they're comedy fans. Uh, which then you don't have a problem. They're comedy fans, you know. Right, as right, As far right. as like, you know, the, the I think like the more open minded or the more like have seen some stuff now and and immerse themselves in different things and are less offended by things. I think a lot of these kids are just fresh out of high school. I right. mean, they're pretty much high school kids for all intents. Of, they're two, one or two years offish at of high school, and I think they've been in that high school and then they're in this big world and someone's talking at them in a very aggressive way, <laughs> you right, know, right, or right. talking about stuff that they are not too you know they've been sort of sheltered from and it, they just don't know how to react to it i don't even know if they have a strong opinion about it yet i don't even yeah. know how many i don't know how many opinions I, a lot of the, a lot of like uh kids have i'm sure they do i think they have a lot of
1: opinions i don't know if they necessarily know how to argue them or articulate them and i think they're forming them still you know.
0: but a lot of them are like they're so uh they're looking at their phones they're seeing what everybody else is doing right, tonight right. they're obsessed with like like there's st- i also feel like a lot of them are like very self-conscious you know like they're not going to laugh until everybody else laughs right of course and they're just like, or well, is this, do we like this thing or not? There's a lot of looking around, a lot of like sheep mentality. And um, I don't know. I think that's a huge, I don't, right. that's why sometimes I'm like, are they like super, are they super sensitive? Are they just very self conscious about like, you know, like, like letting themselves go in this yeah. social situation?
1: Do you feel like an adult? I'm 33 years old and I'm just desperately trying to be an adult and I right. don't know really how to do it. And I don't know how to do it because I haven't done taxes. Oh, you, you know, I don't. Do I, I just don't do things. I gotta just. I got to do taxes.
0: You're a tax. I do them every week, all you do year. Every week, every all year? week, all year. Every Sunday. Every Sunday, I do taxes. Isn't that something? Yeah, like I'll do twice a day in the summer. I'll do them twice a day. Yeah. On, on Sundays. Do you feel like you're there? Are you an adult yet? I don't think you ever. I don't know if we're comedians and we just never feel. I, I also like. There's that guy. He's like in his twenties and he wears his suit every day and he goes to his job and he gets married and he has kids. That guy feels like an adult. I, yeah. I but I, I don't know if we're comedians, we're not married, we don't have kids. We goof around every night. Right. Uh we wake up too late. I, I don't know. Uh, you know, I feel like we don't I don't know when we feel like adults, you know? Yeah. Like I don't know if it's ever gonna
1: You I, wanna do that? You wanna do the kid thing ever?
0: Do, have a kid thing? Have a kid thing? Yeah, yeah. Hey, where's kid. that kid thing we Where, had? Yeah. Where's it running around? Oh, Did we let that, it out? Did it get <laughs> out again? The
1: thing that if it <laughs> dies, we go to prison for the rest yeah. of our lives.
0: Uh, I didn't thing? take care of it. They get real mad about it. That's what that. I whenever
1: I see kids, man, I, I just get terrified at the idea. If you if you fuck that up, your life is over.
0: They'll throw you away. Does it get you, though, the amount of like Pure love that even the most cynical of friends have once they have a kid. Does that ever like you know to me like the the the, the people beam. Uh, at, at their kids they, they right. just fucking they love it so much sometimes I'm like to me it's almost like heroin you yeah. know I'm like god these guys you know I've never been a huge heroin fan but these guys <laughs> love it <laughs> you know yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like there's gotta be something to it that's my thought of like of, of kids you know my parents I mean I feel like I feel like their kids sort of define their life you know right. like, that was the that was the biggest thing that made them the most happy and fulfilled and stuff and like and and I, I a friend of mine just had a kid the other day and even in pregnancy I felt she was like Ugh, yeah I just just wear protection, don't you? Never know. And then once she had the kid, it was like, uh, it was like she was just like enamored with it. Like an, and they right. always say, that. it's like an instant thing where it's like, I, I didn't even really, I hate to say, it, didn't even really feel anything until even in the nine months of the pregnancy, I was just like, well, I guess I'm having a kid. That's weird. And then when the kid comes out, they're like, whoa, it's this weird thing. And and hearing that over and over from friends, I, I was like, maybe there is something to that to it that once i had right. a kid i'd be like oh shit this put everything in perspective and and i am doesn't matter what other bullshit happens you're not you're not crying about the the show, oh these guys i didn't like these guy this this crowd of people i try to entertain tonight that i probably if i would have all met them individually i would have hated all of them didn't right. like my act and i feel bad about it Right. That means right. nothing to you cuz you got this kid at home and i feel like there's some there's some draw to that you don't yeah. you don't think that that could be a thing there's
1: some perspective that it gives you for sure and it makes you realize what's important and what's not. mostly, what's important is you're not going to prison once again. That's why you have to keep this thing alive.
0: I love that. I love that. That's your <laughs> the I'm prison thing is prison. what's keeping you off from it. So terrified.
1: Much. Do you think it's selfish? I just wonder if it's a little bit self-centered. I would love to, to have, have a it. kid. Yeah, you know, I love the idea of having a kid. I want to have a, a a kid, and I want to get money. Obviously, you have to have that. You want to make you... money off the kid? Yes, that's I'm... what you want. Mm-hmm, I'm gonna film
0: break. it all day. It's bound to do something adorable. Oh my make God. a viral video.
1: I can't wait. It's gonna be big. Here's my the deal. Kid- it's gonna be a vine star. A <laughs> He's a vine star.
0: Put your kid in a room with just ducks and 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 little kittens and, and little pug. hamsters and just let the camera roll. Adorable things will happen once a week, yeah. and then you have a viral star. Yeah. And that kid pays for itself.
1: I agree. Yeah, I don't know. I just think it might. Yeah.
0: Well, let's how have is it one. selfish to, to 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 have a kid?
1: Well, I mean, you know, basically, um, what we should really, you know, it's the it's the old school version of uploading your uh, consciousness into a machine. Is but that's when the ha- kids the machine, well, yeah. I mean, that's it's to it's to uh, you know, prolong your lifeline. It to pro-
0: has my face,
1: <laughs> yeah. It's to prolong your DNA and to make you live forever. That's why right. you have children, you know. Get me just- on my legacy, exactly. It's your little legacy and stuff. But nowadays, you can just, you know, uh, you know, yeah, yeah flash drives. It, it, yeah, exactly. You know, plug it into your ear or something, and hopefully, Google can, Drive, Google Drive it, and you know, make a bunch of podcasts. And this is the legacy now. <laughs> So what's worse? I'm not sure.
0: I well, I still don't see the selfish. Oh, that's how it's selfish? Because you're, you're just wanting you to live on? You
1: just want, And, you know, a lot of people do it when they just get bored. Yeah. They're just kind of done. You know, a lot of times they were in the arts or they were doing whatever they were doing. They, they fell in love. They got married. At some point, you just have to do something.
0: It's something out of boredom. A kid's out of boredom. I I'm think- bored. Oh, this is something to do to, for the next 20 to 30 years. Exactly. And then, they, uh, and then we'll keep in touch after that. It's like the Vietnam War. Terrible. <laughs> they did it because they were
1: bored. Pretty much.
0: <laughs> America was bored, so it had a kid called Vietnam.
1: <laughs> and we've been paying terrible for it kid. ever since. Oh, yeah. my God. Get a job, kid. <laughs>
0: get a job, Vietnam. You can
1: please. Good Lord. <laughs> all right. Religion, Vietnam. We've covered it kids, all day. Kids,
0: Vietnam. What
1: else? I love kids. I could talk about kids all day. Yeah. Um, but we have to end this podcast because,
0: you know. Do we go over our time? No, did we we talk never. about anything? Do we get anything done? are uh, mad. No, no, I don't how do think you get anyone's people mad? mad. That's what podcasts are: getting people mad, get people riled up. Yeah, did we get people riled up, Mike? I don't know. This episode probably not. Okay. Uh, how do? You, what's what's riled people up in the past? How does this go viral? <laughs> That's a good question. I don't know. <laughs> Let's make uh, this viral. Should we yeah. make this one viral?
1: Yeah, yeah. We'll call it Pendulette Sunday School. <laughs> it'll be it'll what's go Penn they,
0: The gay thing may have gotten like people. If, if you have people like that listening don't that know. don't like the gays. I don't think it's an what, issue What, an objective-informed, objective uh, taking-both-sides-in-consideration mm. argument? Mm. Yeah that's what I think oh, I, you know right. somebody you get so mad at everybody and you're like you're not informed you're not you're not objectively looking at the thing but like right. and I, I I always think that I am I always like I, I don't buy I don't consider myself liberal or conservative I consider myself a comedian that likes to read as much about both sides of the argument and point out what I think is like the the uh, inconsistencies in right, and, right, right. and it but I guess everyone thinks that I guess everyone thinks they're informed and everyone is having a uh, like a objective point of view on everything Absolutely. so how can you ever truly think that you have? But does everyone is it, no how many people do you think are actually reading both sides of the argument? Facebook has taught me that like you read something it's so much preaching to the choir. It's all That's preaching all to the choir. everything
1: is today. Well that's where the market is. You get a niche and you
0: own it. No and, one's uh, that's like what you have to do. I think both you sides no both sides are like saying things that the other side is going, yeah, it is. A, that is a good argument. I will, I will weigh that in. It's, it's all just, it's just fire and brimming stone. Both sides do this. Both sides are just getting yeah, their own side worked just, up, and they're not convincing yeah. the other side of anything.
1: And then they just switch, they just switch roles after a different uh, party is elected or person. That's why <laughs> it is the illusion of choice. It is all the same thing. It's all the same people uh, when it comes to the folks in charge. Um, but yeah,
0: you know, well, you know, what a Christian, uh, I, got, I got, real mad about this. Uh, again, it's uh, Christianity. I think good ideology. Uh, not all Christians, but the, some Christians, and it often seems the ones that wear their Christianity as like a badge of honor. Right. That they wear it as bumper stickers all over their body and their Facebook profile. Yeah. Uh, those seem to be the ones that that don't understand Christianity the most, you know? Well, and those are also the ones who get
1: persecuted under their uh, beliefs because they right. are so upfront with them and they're so aggressive that then people have to be like, oh, you're an idiot, and then they're like, persecuted?
0: A persecution of the Christian never end of course the war
1: I, on christians
0: i always think that's real. funny like a guy goes to heaven and he's like did you get persecuted yeah 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 they used to feed us to the lions is persecution still happening oh yeah 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 we got persecuted like in my time yeah you, uh, you couldn't be on duck dynasty <laughs> yeah got like, kicked that's the persecution People I, were just saying terrible things on my status. They were
1: commenting that I was a bigot and I was like homophobic. Persecution. Ter- persecution.
0: You know the people who write the most vile things on like comment comments on my videos. I've disabled all comments because I'm just tired of it. Yeah. But the people who like 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 troll me on Twitter and like uh, Twitter, I am. At, if you want to troll me, uh, Nick Vatterot, uh, at Twitter.com. Uh, but uh, I'm gonna name my kid a Twitter handle because I think that's where we're going. Yeah, that'll be good. I, my kid's just gonna be at. Bob Baderot or whatever that's gonna Bob be a full Batterot? name. Yeah, why not? I don't I know. I love Something it. Something easy to spell. Yeah. Uh, I want. I want him to get traffic. Right. Uh, right, right. Right. But uh, <laughs> I, uh, I. 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 Uh, you know. This. And I'll look up these. Sometimes I. And I don't do it as much anymore. But I'll look up the. Like who is this person that's spewing such vile stuff at me? Right. Uh, unfunny. Quit comedy. And I'll look at their profile, and it's usually somebody that has tons of Christian stuff all over their profile right and i'm right, like right. you're like the person that should be the least of you know like uh, vile on What's the, the most
1: offensive comment you've ever heard
0: uh oh the one that's bothered me the most recently was this isn't really a comment on me but someone in my facebook profile because you like i don't i get tons i don't i got like two i i'm not bragging uh this is like the worst brag but i uh, people people facebook friend me after shows all the right. time so i got like thousand couple thousand people that are friends on Facebook I don't know most of them right just because they're just people after shows that didn't say hi afterwards they just look me up on Facebook afterwards and, right and so I don't know half of them and so like uh and so I get a lot of crazy stuff that people in my in my feed and this person the other day wrote uh. uh B- always big caps. <laughs> and right, I go, right, right, go, Just passing it along. Dot dot dot. Crazy but true. Exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. And it was a video that said, uh, Michelle Obama is a man. <laughs> and-, <laughs> and I <laughs> see that makes you mad. That makes me laugh. I don't have a problem because it's well, just so ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. But what got me though is that I look at this person's Profile and they have uh, uh, her banner uh, on her Facebook at the very top is uh, clouds with light going through it. It says, May the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours now and forever. And then, like, most of her uh, status updates are, uh, you know, like uh, quotes from the Bible. Right. And, uh, and it, the likes are like, uh, it's like, whatever. It's like, Denise likes the church. Denise right, likes right, right. the Bible. Denise likes the Jesus. It's, it's, it's just nothing but it's just wearing their Christianity and, and all this stuff. <laughs> Yeah, and Zandu. What Zandu. Zandu. I like Christianity and Scientology. I think they can live in, ha- in harmonious uh, uh, existence on volcanoes. Well, the um, funniest
1: thing about those people is, and I always like the you know, the Obama is a Muslim people, or you know, Michelle right. Obama is a man. I yeah. just agree with them. And Are then you I'm just agree like, with and it? And now who? And now what? Who can Let's just say Obama is the first Muslim communist president who's married to a transvestite. I'm fine. fine with it. I'm
0: fine with it. I actually
1: that. don't even care. I want all of these conspiracy theories to be true, because I have no problem with them if they were true.
0: I I, tr- I I, think the craziest the person is, the more America that person is. I mean, America right. is a place where anybody can become anything, you know? Ted Cruz, born in Canada, dad is from Cuba, right. uh, and he's trying to run for president, you know, yeah. despite trying to get a guy, impeach oh uh, a guy, who had the same exact birth situation. We can talk about actually that for hours at yeah.
1: Jerry Falwell University, if you Go back and listen to Abe Lincoln's top At. I talked about it extensively on that show.
0: It's infuriating. And and, and okay, if you want to be, if you want to wear Christianity as a badge, you right. know, it's like then there is a huge rift between the political parties uh, that is created by the extreme parts of both political parties. Right. And, and if you're a Christian, don't you want to kind of like heal that that rift? Don't you want to be like, okay, well, how, what's the Christian philosophy that I could apply to the division between our uh, our our bipartisan, you know, our, our political part? I No, uh michelle obama has a dick i think that's what jesus would post i think that would heal the rift between our nation it's such an unchristian thing to write and you're like oh it's I, i i'm fine if you're like a if you're just some like asshole and you want to fucking Post that—that's fine. But when you're like, that's what drives me crazy. Is you're like, I'm better than most people. Right. Uh, don't care for facts. Too busy polishing my halo, so I look good. so Everybody knows I'm a good person. To yeah, actually yeah, yeah. have an informed thing that I pass along to people that helps. Uh, it just—it's—it's it's causing more of a rift than. And it's these people that uh, these people.
1: Uh, liberal America. Is this liberal
0: America? This is liberal, oh. liberal, Has whatever happened to America? Where's the America. America, I want it. I like that every yeah. every candidate is running on the platform of take America back. We have and they to. have every election ever. <laughs> it's still America. <laughs> We're not
1: under the Russian flag yet. Right. So, yeah.
0: Xanu didn't take it. Is it Xanu? I think
1: it's Zenu. Zenu. I, I think it was Xenu. Xanadu. Xan, of course. Uh, find Nick Vatterot on Twitter. It's at Nick Vatterot, like he said earlier. Find Mike Coscarelli at Mike Coscarelli. I'm at Ben Kissel.
0: I have a podcast. Have to plug my podcast. Of course. The Nick Vatterot Show. Each week, Nick Vatterot cannot make it, and I play a character taking over the show. Ben Kissel was on a very great, uh, I think one of our most highly received uh, most listened to with Marcus uh, Parks. We that's talked great. Cryptozoology. Ah, that's so great. Right. look up that podcast. I have an album on Comedy Central Records. You can find it on iTunes. It's called "For Amusement Only," mm-hmm. uh, and I got a plug. I don't have. I don't have physical CDs. Those That's are good just, nobody uses physical no. CDs. No so I got to plug the crap out of this thing cuz I can't sell it after shows and uh so just I got to tell people go on the internet go check it out. What's it, like
1: 7 bucks?
0: Oh my god. You know it was 89.99. It, yeah, it, but we marked it down. Oh my god. Because I want to pass the savings and laughter on to you.
1: To three easy payments of, of- Four hundred
0: and forty-four forty wow.
1: four. Oh my god, it's just under a grand. Yeah, it's four hundred and
0: forty four st- forty-four. Wow. It's five hundred million, two billion. When I was a kid, I remember, I remember as a kid, I was like I remember being like, I want to be rich. Right, right. And, and then right. like someone's like, How rich? It's like, I want to have a million, uh, three million, four hundred thousand, eight hundred million, four hundred and twenty-seven thousand I had yeah. no idea how numbers worked. I thought yeah. you alternated between thousand and a million. Oh, I
1: was terrible with it. We could We'll have to have you back. We can talk, talk. numbers. Yeah, no, I still don't understand zero. It's a placeholder. <laughs> I still don't get the zero. It drives me insane, and I'll never get it. Um, all right, everyone. Make sure you go and support Nick Vatterot. And uh, I don't know, go on iTunes and rate the shows. Of course, listen to the Cave Comedy Radio Shows, Roundtable of Gentlemen, Abel Against Top Hat, and Last Podcast on the left. And make sure to check out Mike Coscarelli's podcast, Social Villains. It's amazing, and you'll love it. All right, everyone. We'll talk to you soon.